Hey everyone, welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk. Hope you all had a good weekend. A lot of things took place over the weekend, not only across the NBA, but the NFL as well. And we did see some really nice moments um, from some games this weekend and some other things that were unfortunate and you just hope that things kind of get back on track or you get a little bit of a semblance of normalcy for some teams who will be affected going forward in terms of their travel, their rest, schedules and all that. But I'll save the NFL stuff for another episode, another segment. What I really want to highlight, uh, of course, and everybody knows, is the conclusion of the NBA bubble, NBA season as the Lakers capture their 17th title in franchise history. And what a remarkable two games, last two, three games of this series it was between the Miami Heat and Los Angeles Lakers. It was truly a great performance by both teams up to this point. And we knew that the Lakers were really just trying to get back to prominence for almost a year and even you know a year or two you know a year or two now and trying to get back to prominence since the days they won a title last time went through a rough stretch for the past four or five years as a team and gotta give credit to Jeannie Buss Rob Palenka for really shaping this roster, keeping the Lakers in position to be able to win another championship, knowing that it would take some time and it all came down to recruitment and it came down to getting the best players at really good values as well. So I'm gonna recap game five first, briefly. Game five was a back and forth game between both teams. Lakers had wore the Black Mama black jerseys for that game. And it was a good game back and forth. And Lakers just on the final two possessions of the game had a chance to win it. And unfortunately, Danny Green missed a three. And then Markeith Morris you know, threw it out of bounds accidentally. And so Miami really survived that game uh, as LeBron made the right pass for an open three. And we know what happened after that. Butler played almost 46 or 47 minutes of that game. So he was pretty much fatigued afterwards. But he had said he would be ready for game six. And I'll get into, get into that a little bit um, soon. But in that game, it was all Jimmy Butler really just playing a lot of minutes, keeping the Miami Heat uh, alive. And. Their supporting cast played much better. Duncan Robson had 26 points in that game. Lakers, on the other hand, struggled. You know, Rondo didn't really have a good game in Game 5. And so, you know, he was going to really bounce back and step up in Game 6, which he did. But, you know, Miami just kind of surviving that game, getting it, uh, you know, getting a chance to push it to six games. And so, in Game 6, the Lakers uh, really... uh, started out uh, with a huge, huge change in their roster. They decided to, to start Caruso 
along with Danny Green, LeBron, AD, and Contavious Pope, and it really worked out well. The Lakers came out, really set the tone defensively as they were aggressive uh, from the beginning, just really attacking Miami. And LeBron took, you know, Jimmy Butler right from the get-go, opening opening minute. And you saw LeBron James really trying to force Miami to, to beat them, you know, elsewhere. And so Lakers' defense and rotation was on point. And I say it was really on point in, in the second quarter of this game as they blew the game wide open in the second, second quarter. LeBron's passing ability was exceptional. Truly a great performance all finals long, averaging, you know, 29 points, you know, 11 rebounds, 8 to 9 assists every game. You know, he in this game he had a triple-double. He had 28 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. And Anthony Davis had 19 points and 15 rebounds in this game. But they really brought the fight to Miami. They had some momentum, Miami did. You know, Bam Adebayo had played well in the last game. And, you know, he was the lone player for Miami to really step up and and have a good good game. Butler, just the way that he looked, um, I think the Lakers really just did an excellent job of cutting off his driving lanes. I think in game five, he really was getting a lot of good open shots and looks in the game and in this game the Lakers limped him to only 12 points I think he had 5 of 9 shooting but they really made him a non-factor in this game he looked human he looked superhuman in game 5 in this game you know with the game knowing how the Lakers were going to come out and play I expected more from Jimmy Butler and he's still an exceptional player and he's tremendous he, he, he proved that he belongs on this stage that he can be a championship player he can be someone who can carry this team to a championship I think what really affected Miami was that they had like I said they had an ex- a bunch of veterans and a bunch of youth guys you know you know they had young guys like Adebayo and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn and there's something to say about championship experience and about you know championship character. And LeBron has played in so many final games, been through it all, and he knew what he had to do to get the Lakers off to a good start. He had to really push the ball, fight inside. You know, he had to be the the one to facilitate, like he he always has done throughout his career. And he you know he brought it up. He you know, he, he brought the energy the Lakers needed in the get go. Kentavious Pope and Rajon Rondo both provided a big boost. I think they had 15, 19 points combined. 15 and 19. 15 for KP and 19 for, I think, Rondo. They really provided a big boost. Really hitting a lot of shots. Uh, timely buckets. Rondo was really, really good in that second quarter. And third as well. He just really brought it on. uh, Got into the paint. Made some tough layups. Some tough shots. Cantavius, same thing. He played much better as well in this game. And those two really spearheaded the Lakers' effort in in blowing out Miami in the second quarter. As they went on, I think they scored 36 points in the second quarter. And to Miami, 16 points only. 
And so you saw how everybody was, everybody was rotating to the shooters. You know, some key defensive blocks by, by Anthony Davis fighting down low. But overall, you see that they forced Miami into a lot of shots. Most of the shots were, were open shots that Miami could have made. But they weren't able to hit those shots. And they weren't able to draw as many as free throws as they were drawing in the previous game or the game before that. Lakers stayed disciplined. They stayed focused. Didn't let Miami beat them with, with a three-pointer in order to, to give them any easy buckets. And that's their defense that has been really... Thing that has carried this team throughout the entire NBA season is that their defense has been efficient, it has, it has showed up where, where it counts the most. And in this game, they did not give Miami the ability to get hot at any point in this game. They kept them right in front of them and they got ahead of them by a bunch of points and they kept the, the momentum going. The score was, you know, at the end, the margin of victory was, you know, within 10 to 15 points, but. Lakers, for the most part, dominate this game all the way through. And LeBron, you know, throughout the finals, he has displayed his greatness, being a leader on and off the court. He could easily have got on Danny Green, and and you know, he could have been even like he could have went after. But that's not that's not how LeBron is. LeBron is truly great in the way he talks about things. Not always making it seem like the team and really trying to put things in perspective. And so seeing how he was on the court last night, playing the way he was, attacking Miami, kind of smelling that kind of blood that Miami was, was not able to get any stops on defense. They weren't able to get any concepts on defense. And LeBron sensed that and he kept pushing and pushing in the second quarter. And they blew the game wide open in the second quarter. And that was just him being tenacious, him playing like this was the game six that he had played against Boston back when he was with Miami. That's how he played. You can see look in his eyes. He wanted this game really, really bad. A lot of people were saying a lot of things about, oh, LeBron should have taken the last shot in game five. Well, sure, he could have, but it was a perfect plus, perfect play. And LeBron, throughout his career, has made big shots, has made big uh, plays, Every superstar, every great player has a you know unique thing about them. And LeBron is about his playmaking, his defense, and his on-the-ball presence. And so people can say, well, LeBron is you know he doesn't hit he doesn't hit those late clutch shots, or he doesn't do that, or he doesn't do this. But he's done so many things throughout his career, and in this finals, he really proved that he can do it in a variety of ways. Playing, it's almost been it's a 17 NBA season, muscling through all those injuries and things that he last year. Think about last year was the first time he wasn't part of the postseason. He had a tough injury, ended his year, but he came back from that. Most players, if they get injury or so, at that age, at 35, 34 years old, it's it's really tough on their body. But LeBron, working now, staying disciplined being hungry to come back to the playoffs and, and win it for Laker Nation in honor of Kobe Bryant. You know, he delivered on the biggest stage of all. Anthony Davis delivered on the biggest stage after, after having so many seasons with the Pelicans where they weren't able to get to the postseason as much, 
trying to get over the hump. And LeBron talked about it last night in the post-game comments about you know bringing AD along for this moment, and getting him ready to play this moment, and knowing that you know they both need to feed off each other in order to win. They really, you know, brought it all together in this game. Davis showed up, made a key block or so, and Miami didn't have an answer for him. Adebayo is a very young player. He's going to be an exceptional player, I think, one day for Miami. But Miami needed more more effort from Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Now, these two guys got a great experience, obviously, playing in the NBA bubble. Really shiny at, at times throughout this series. And I think Miami has a bright future ahead with, with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy Butler. And, you know, Goran Dragic also, he came back after missing, you know, the games that he missed. And to be honest, even if Dragic had played in this series, it would still have came down to the Lakers' defense being the one that would have limited its opportunities. Fact is that Miami had momentum. They had the more experienced coach and Spolstra, who I give a lot of credit. He made the most out of this roster. But in this game, in this series, we knew that if LeBron, was, the way he was going to play, how he was going to attack, the Lakers just were, were built much better as a team than Miami was. They had more guys who had played in playoff games. Having Danny Green there with LeBron, with Rondo, was huge. And Frank Vogel does a lot of credit for deciding to switch it up and play small and put in Caruso instead of Dwight Howard. Howard played well at early points of this postseason. He had a good game against Denver or so. He played well enough, but in Game 5, you know, they had they saw what had happened, putting him in the lineup, and so they really did a good job of putting Caruso there, having him play off ball, score some points. And a lot of players feed off LeBron 80 the energy last night, and that's what they needed to do in order to win the NBA Finals. I give credit to Eric Spolstra. I had talked about him before uh, a long time ago, earlier in my podcast, about him being one of these guys who had a tremendous run as a coach, where he started and where he is now. And I didn't expect Miami initially to be in the NBA Finals. I thought they were, they were good enough to make things interesting in the NBA, uh, in the NBA playoffs and postseason. But... They surprised a lot of teams. They played with such great energy and confidence that you know they made it all the way to the NBA Finals. And so, this in my mind was the hardest championship to win. Now, a lot of people are going to say otherwise. They're going to say, "Well, Lakers may have not won this if it was home. You know, we had home crowds and we had this and that." And that's the same thing that can be said about a lot of games in this postseason truth is that you know we're living in a in a in a, in a time and, and thing where you know we just wanted sports back and we want to see the greatest athletes get back and play basketball and so 
these guys breathe twenty four seven basketball. They they do this for a living. They're so exceptionally great at it. And so I think for this environment, players were prepared for this. They were they were prepared to 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 know what they were getting themselves into. They had talked about keeping the messages messages strong about still fighting for for you know social injustice and getting getting things you know to a point where we have more understanding more love more appreciation you saw a lot of players opt out because they wanted to focus on their communities and on, on making a difference making a difference in terms of fighting for you know equality and you know protesting the right things being able to push the message for voting the NBA did a great job throughout the whole process of making these players be comfortable in the bubble. There were no cases at all after the first day or so in the bubble. Adam Silver does a lot of credit. Chris Paul does a lot of credit. The Player Association does a lot of credit. As they put this together, they put this together in a way that everything was there for every team. Every team had a fair opportunity to win in the bubble. And look at the teams the Lakers beat along the way. They beat a Portland team that was hot coming in. Okay. And then they beat the Houston Rockets. They beat Damian Lillard. They beat C.J. McCollum. Okay. And Carmel Anthony. Then they beat Houston Rockets, Westbrook and James Harden together, that duo. And then Denver, Jamal Murray and Jochik. So the Lakers path to the NBA title, however it may have been, with the circumstances that they were there, it was truly a great ride and a great roller coaster of a season for the Lakers. For players to be off for almost three to four months, not being not being able to come and have their regular schedule practices and games and stuff. You know, it it was huge. And every team started with the same record same record in the bubble. Or what I mean by that is they started at the same place in the bubble. You know, and the Lakers, they found a way to win. There's always gonna be something there'll be outside factors that you know, come, come to the NBA championship round. You need a little bit of a luck. You need a little bit of perseverance. And so the Lakers took care of their, you know, took, took care of their own troubles and their stuff in the beginning. They started a little bit slow in the bubble. They looked a little bit, you know, vulnerable against Portland and Houston. But they kept it going with LeBron's mentality, with AD's mentality. With Frank Vogel keeping them disciplined and ready, they were able to really put it all together and cap off an incredible championship run. And so people are going to say, well, this championship might need an asterisk next to it or it might need this next to it. It wasn't really a true thing or this isn't that. You know, I don't believe in all that. (laughs) I believe that this was one of the toughest championships to win period due to the time that we're living in the Lakers earned this championship by playing true to their strengths on on defense turning their defense into offense LeBron James being dominant Anthony Davis being dominant 
And those two came through big in this series. Came through big in this series. You gotta give a lot of credit to Rob Palenka, the GM. You know, he got the necessary supporting cast around LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He built this team. He built this team in a way that Magic Johnson wasn't able to do initially because Magic Johnson didn't want to give up those younger assets. See, Magic deserves a lot of credit for bringing and recruiting LeBron James to L.A. And we know that the way things happen with Magic Johnson, how he exits the Lakers, talking about kind of returning to basketball, having fun with his life and stuff like that. There's a whole story about that. But, you know, Magic brought LeBron here. And then LeBron really, with Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, they really shaped this roster and they really put it all together with Anthony Davis. And so, great to see some guys who have been on the Lakers, like for Dwight Howard to have a championship finally after all these years, for Anthony Davis to finally be recognized as one of the best players in the game, but now have a have a ring next to that. You know, Rondo winning with Boston back in 08, and now with LeBron James and the Lakers here in 2020. You know, truly remarkable and enough can't be said about how well the Lakers, you know, kept things going. They had a lot of moments in this postseason that you were thinking, are they going to be able to come back from this or come back from that? But they never lost confidence in themselves. They didn't blame each other. They just put the effort on the court and it all came through for them. And LeBron making history, obviously. He's the first player in NBA history to win three different final MVPs with three different franchises. And it's truly remarkable what he did. You know, winning winning three championships with three different teams and being being named for named to his fourth NBA NBA Finals MVP. Truly remarkable what LeBron James has done. And he's in a class by himself in that category in terms of being able to win a championship with Cleveland, Miami, the Lakers. This is what he came here to do. And what way they honored Kobe Bryant and Vanessa. Making Kobe proud. That's what it's all about. And LeBron James had said a lot of things after the game. And he talked about about respect and giving him some damn respect. And I think he's always been great. He's been motivated by a lot of things in his NBA career. He's one, he is the greatest player of this, this era in basketball. There's no doubt about that. One of the greatest players in this era, alongside some of the other greats, he's right there. Um, and this was a prime opportunity for him to win an NBA championship with everything that was going on. He did what he had to do. And 
you know, I can't wait to see what the Lakers do going forward, what they will do with Anthony Davis and LeBron and this roster. But an incredible story, incredible run by the Lakers. A lot of things to read out there about the Lakers, how they dominated this game, how they really played well all the way through. And I just want to give Jimmy Butler, although, a lot of props and credit, as I mentioned before. You know, he's been a great basketball player for a long time, and I think that he has the chance next year with this group in Miami to make it back. And Spolstra and Pat Riley have a lot of work to do on this team. A lot of things they have to figure out. I think Miami needs another player, another star player, alongside Jimmy Butler. I don't think that's Bam Adebayo yet. I think they really need to find someone who can play well with Jimmy Butler, and they need an impact player. And we'll see what kind of players are out there in free agency. There's been a lot of talk about Giannis, you know. And, you know, with the Milwaukee after the exit they had, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if his name comes up along free agency and, and possibly to Miami. So, a great NBA Finals, a great NBA bubble. It was really amazing to see all these things come together. Adam Silver does a lot of credit for keeping everyone ready having the communication with the players understanding their plight as we had known that before back when the games were going on the unfortunate incident that happened with Jacob Blake and you know, a lot of players were doing a lot of emotions and teams had actually decided not to maybe play LeBron and Lakers were one of those teams on the Clippers thinking not to play but they all, you know, came together, reunited. They kept spreading the message about voting and fighting for all of the social causes, fighting against police brutality, social injustice, making sure that we try to appreciate and love each other, have a say in a lot of things that are going on in this country that we have to fix. And so players were united fans got to experience the NBA game in a, in, in a new way. We got to see, you know, video boards and a level of, you know, basketball, pure basketball with players really have to, having to feed off their own energy and their own coaches and their overall chemistry as a team. And in the end, the team that's left standing was the Lakers with the best offensive duo this NBA season with the best chemistry down the stretch and the best playmakers and best supporting cast especially in the Western Conference Finals and the in the NBA Finals so a big shout out to the Lakers congratulations on the NBA championship it's a great thing to see and I can't wait to see what happens going forward as we will have the NBA draft coming up probably in the next month or later this month, one of those two things. And the clock now is ticking for the next NBA season. 
in which hopefully we will get to have fans back. You know, we we'll give NBA fans back in you know in the arenas. That's the hope. So a lot to look at, a lot to look forward to. But what an incredible job by the Miami Heat, Los Angeles Lakers, two of the best teams in the bubble. And it was a fitting end as LeBron James adds a another ring, another championship to to his you know to his legacy, four-time NBA champion, and a four-time NBA Finals MVP.